Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This, my friends, will be hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Much to get to, including, of course, uh, yesterday, Merrick Garland on Capitol Hill. He knows nothing. He knew nothing. He got caught in a whole bunch of impossibilities that if he were telling the truth, it would be impossible for him to do that. So clearly he wasn't telling the truth. So there is uh, there is that. And uh, last hour was pretty hot. We talked a lot about the uh, illegal uh, invasion in our southern border that is, uh, is becoming uh, increasingly desperate and dangerous. And so if you want to hear the podcast of that, uh, we put the podcast of the entire show in the show or later in the afternoon and just go to newsmax.com slash listen if you would like uh to listen to the first hour or all of the show all of the show because trust me it's gonna be it's gonna get good it's gonna get really good yeah did you hear this you know uh uh alejandro mayorkas he's the guy who came up with the uh the disinformation bureau right he came up with this office called the uh, disinformation bureau and he decided and he hasn't been removed from office yet he decided that the federal government was going to partner with a lot of universities and other uh other organizations to shut down free speech he shut down free speech on the uh the social media websites they were uh, not only threatened and coerced, but some went voluntarily. God knows uh, Facebook did it. They they gave uh, $420 million to a Democrat uh, voting areas so they can, uh, they called it Zuckbucks and all that stuff. So uh, the Alejandro Mayorkas and the FBI and other government agencies owned social media, told you what you could and couldn't say for a couple of years. And, uh, and of course, created that disinformation governance board, which was well underway by the time it was discovered when he was questioned in Congress last year. So this is what we're up against. But Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced a new Homeland Security Intelligence Experts Group and 17 members. Two of those members just happened to be Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, who, by the way, voted as a communist in the 1970s. My friend Chris Plant likes to say that. He's a leftist through and through. He's a government apparatchik, and I believe a very dangerous man. Former CIA Director John Brennan, 
Clapper and Brennan were both key individuals who pushed the false Russia narrative during the Trump administration, claiming the 2016 was stolen and claimed Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Clapper lied under oath during congressional uh, testimony about the federal government spying on American citizens. Brennan called Trump a traitor, implying he should be put to death. The DHS has 260,000 employees. I think the DHS has, um, I think the DHS has uh, effectively worn out its usefulness at this point. Sorry, uh, you, you're around since what? Uh, after 9/11, and what have you done? Look what's happened to the southern border. Yeah, probably time to take it down, especially after the whole disinformation governance board. And this is all related to this. You know, we we thinking about this, you know, Joe, Donald Trump is four indictments all of a sudden out of nowhere. Following seven years of persecution and prosecution, two impeachments that were failed. One was actually to cover up a crime of Joe Biden's with Burisma. And then Joe Biden said this, oh, about a year ago. I want you to listen to this and, and realize how ominous this is. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run. Uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. So he's talking about Donald Trump in November of last year. It's I know Greg he's Kelly. Going and talking, blah, 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 blah. but we broke it down and we made a mini transcript of those comments, and they're rather chilling. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. If he does run, I'm making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of our Constitution, does not become the next president again. That sure isn't saying we're going to beat him at the ballot box, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And you know what they're doing? The Democrat Party is is literally changing election laws, primary laws. So RFK Jr. has no chance of getting even on the ballot, let alone being debated. Yeah, this is your country. So you got a guy in office right now and a, a, a cabal of leadership that want to prevent Donald Trump from being a candidate, want to prevent the, another candidate uh, from the Democrat Party, which means they are effectively taking over our elections. That's what they want to do. They are going to give all of us one choice, and that is Joe Biden. And does this come as a surprise? Because remember last year, Joe Biden went and he spoke in front of Independence Hall. And I and I said, why would Joe Biden go speak in front of Independence Hall, uh, bathe it in red light, feature a couple Marines on either side of him, and uh, and a deliberate takedown of half of the country as enemies of the state? The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. Why is this? Why is that? Why would they call you and me MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy? It's because what every, every dictatorial regime has ever done, they, they take down, they tear down their political opponents and sick their political opponents on them. That's what's going on. And, you know, I, I'm bringing this up because you've you got to be aware of it. And then now you've got these uh, 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 Alejandro Mayorkas announcing the Homeland Security Intelligence Experts Group. 
And uh, and here's some reaction here. This is, let me see, I got to, oh, this is Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino talking about why would this happen? The left is about hierarchy, not hypocrisy. They don't care about hypocrisy. They don't care at all that you expose them, right? So with that, this is actually a totally predictable move. Three guys who signed a letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop signed for by Hunter Biden with Hunter Biden's pictures, Hunter Biden's texts, Hunter Biden's emails, uh, a sticker from the Biden family on the back signed for by Hunter Biden with his address and phone number on it <laughs> wow. actually belonged to a Russian yeah. guy. And supposedly intelligence officials in what must be the greatest play on words of all time, three of them said that was Russian intel are now back into the government. Yeah. A normal person's like, this is crazy. It's like not normal. No, no one would actually appoint these three idiots. But when you understand the left, the left's goal is hierarchy. It's to show you they're on top of you in the power chain. And the best way to give you the double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger is to take three guys who mocked you by claiming the laptop was Russian disinformation and bring them back into the government just to mock you. When you understand the left, this is entirely predictable. A lot of yeah, and by the way... The fact that these two have been appointed by Alejandro Marcus means that the uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, the intelligence agencies and law enforcement are down with being involved in this election. I got to wonder why uh, Gavin Newsom is like, you know, hey, uh, I'm all behind Joe Biden. Yeah, maybe they're trying to put the fix in it. That's what it says to me. I don't know. 800-922-6680. Last night, a gentleman named uh, Garrett Ventry was on with uh, Jesse Waters to talk about uh, Clapper and Brennan. Clapper and Brennan here, these are the same guys who lied essentially about everything over the last eight years to do with Donald Trump. They said he was a Russian asset. Yeah. That was baseless. That was a lie. They said that his campaign colluded with Russia. That was a lie. They yeah. spied on his campaign and they lied about it. That's true. In 2020, they labeled the accurate New York Post reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop story, Russian disinformation. And we now know and have known for years that that was, again, accurate. And we're seeing it before our eyes right now with the <laughs> DOJ, with Georgia, with the New York cases trying to indict President Trump. Yeah. The backdrop here is interesting. Number one, what's happening? I told you it was a conspiracy. The deep state and the Democrats fear President Trump more than anyone. Oh, yes, He's and dominating they should. the polls. He's up 50 against Ron DeSantis in, in most GOP primary polls. And he's beating Joe Biden in CNN, CBS, and your recent Fox News poll. So, again, they fear him there. The second thing that's happening that's very interesting right now is the impeachment inquiry and the GOP investigations, which continue to get closer to Joe Biden. They allege that he was involved in a bribery scheme. We have bank statements showing that Biden family members got millions of dollars from China, Russia. There's no evidence of that. Oh, yeah, there is. In Ukraine. And we know from Devin Archer's testimony, Joe Biden lied about his knowledge and involvement. He was put on speakerphone. He attended dinner. So, of course, they're getting clapper and they're getting Brennan back in the game here to try to take on President Trump again. Oh, yeah. It's not about taking on Trump. It's about uh, it's about taking away your choice. That's really what it's all about. This is Lee Smith last night on the uh, on the same program talking about why these two criminals have been appointed. And I think it's important to, to, when we look at Clapper and Brennan, we're not just talking about 2016 and 2020. John Brennan was also Barack Obama's intelligence guy oh, from the beginning, even true. before Barack Obama that. entered yeah. the White House. So what's happening here, there's a show, of, a show of force from the national security apparatus, but I also think it's useful yeah. to read this as an endorsement of, from Barack Obama. Don't worry, Joe, yes. we got your back. We're taking care of this. We're looking out for you. We're going to do whatever we can with the Internet and whatever we can with censorship to get you across the line. There you go. There you go. That's why uh, maybe Gavin Newsom was no, so nonchalant.
assured that we should put everything behind Joe Biden. Uh-huh. And uh, one more soundbite from this uh, Lee Smith about John Brennan. It's also a signal. Uh, it's a signal to Biden supporters, especially Washington elites. This is one of the things he's signaling right now. This is who John Brennan is. He's been hand in hand with, Ob- with Obama since 2008. Remember, he was uh, Homeland Security Advisor before he got the nod as CIA Director. So it's not just that he's career CIA and it's career CIA speaking. It is the national security apparatus, but it's also Barack Obama who's speaking here. Yeah, we have to purge these intel characters out of our elections and out of our politics because yeah. they've completely taken over. Yeah, yeah. And it should be fairly obvious to you. Um, and, and if you if you look at polling, uh, uh, a very large percentage of the American people don't believe Joe Biden got 81 million votes. I'm not going to get into the 2020 election, but clearly the federal government and the FBI and the DOJ and the intelligence agency have been involved in elections for a very long time. It should be very obvious at this point. And, and it, it should be very obvious that they're up to something. Duh. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly. 800-922-6680. Um, I've got a lot of other things I want to get to. We do, I do want to get to the uh, Merrick Garland testimony yesterday. I think uh, uh, before that, we'll get to what's going on with uh, the budget. Because, you know, there's the budget thing going on and a lot of fighting in, uh, in Congress. Uh, Matt Gates was interviewed at, uh, on Capitol Hill yesterday. And he said that you'll recall yesterday... And I'm not, I'm not for shutting the government down. I don't want the government to shut down. But please uh, understand why so many people in America don't give a damn. Because the federal government shut you and me down for a couple years. Kept our kids in masks. Kept our kids away from schools. Kept your business closed. Couldn't, you couldn't go to theaters or concerts. You couldn't go to church. So when you say, oh, my God, the government's going to close, most people say, okay, screw it. Because, honestly, we've been through hell. We've been through hell. So, honestly, uh, don't even care. Watch it burn. Honestly, people are like, eh, I don't even care. Really, what's the worst thing that could happen compared to what we've been through, what the government put us through? You know, the same thing when you, when you go fill your car with gas. And it costs uh, $4 a gallon rather than $1.87 like when Trump was. There you go. That's another way right there. It is, uh, it is unbelievable. And this is Matt Gates, and he says, basically, uh, there's going to be a shutdown. Get used to it. seeing some progress toward that end. So you're sensing there's going to be a government shutdown? Yes, uh, that we will have a government shutdown, and it is absolutely Speaker McCarthy's fault. Uh-oh. We cannot blame Joe Biden for not having moved our individual spending bills. We cannot blame House Democrats. We can't even blame... Chuck Schumer in the Senate. We were entirely in control of whether or not to be on schedule with single-subject spending bills. And we didn't. And that's not a bug of the system. That's a feature of the system. Because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want us to have this all jammed up at the end so that power is centralized and then the donors get paid off and the the interests of the American people get subjugated. That's why we haven't had individual spending bills since like 1997. Yeah, and I think we're kind of tired of it, aren't you? Aren't you kind of tired of it? I'm kind of tired of it because it's always the same old, same old. We'll shut the government down. The world's going to come to an end and Republicans will get blamed for it. And Republicans are now saying, we've been their punching bag of the left for 30 years. Screw it. How bad ads are going to get. And the American people are saying, I don't really care because at this point, all I care about is putting groceries on my table and gas in my car and staying in my house without it being repossessed. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. 
Rage Against the Machine. Which is what we need to do. And the machine would be the deep state, Washington, D.C., Democrat Party. And Benny Rhinos, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Gene in Towson, Maryland. Hello there, Gene. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, how you doing, Rob? Good. Glorious, what's up? Um, just two things. Uh, the Democrats are having a problem with their uh, sanctuary cities. Why don't they put these uh, immigrants on planes at night and... Uh, Fly them over to Ukraine since Ukraine owes us. <laughs> there you go. Why not? We're sending a lot of money to Ukraine. Uh, exactly. J- Joe Biden. Joe Biden didn't send any money to New York or any of these other cities he's helped to destroy with his sanctuary policy and his open border. Send them over That's to Ukraine. Exactly I got no problem right. with sending them to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, what would it matter, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let me ask you this. I mean, when you look at this, uh, all of these things that are happening to us right now with the open southern border, the collapse of America's cities, uh, all of this, what, what, do you, what does your gut tell you? How are you feeling right now uh, going into this election year about the country, the state of the country? Is there anything, is there anything causing you unease? Yeah, I, I, you see a lot of these third world countries, they're, they firebomb and they're shooting and they're doing all kinds of deals. And once they get over here and they're not getting everything they want, I do believe that that stuff would start over here because they're going to riot and everything. Yeah, they're doing it. They've already been doing it in France and England. Dear God, man, you get people in there, millions of immigrants, and they don't have any, they don't speak the language. They don't speak a common language. They have no skills. They have a sense of entitlement because they came here in New York City and places like that, put them up in five star hotels for a month. Yeah, you're, you're, we're, we're in for a lot of trouble. We are. And, and i got to tell you, we cannot have this border open through the end of Joe Biden's presidency. It cannot happen. It's got to be shut down. I don't give a crap what it takes. And it, it may take uh, you know governors like Greg Abbott doing something, and it may take hundreds of thousands of good old boys, uh, whether they be white, black, or otherwise, maybe ex-military, ex-police, to head down to the border and say, I want to help out. Make me, deputize me to shut down the damn border and save our country. Exactly. I, think, anyway. I love it. All right, all right, bro. Thanks um, for the phone call. Just, oh, go ahead. Just go ahead. one thing. Uh, oh. They did find so much coke on uh, Hunter when he was at the White House, July fourth. He yes. tripped and fell and made his own chalk outline. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, Gene. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, all Thank right. You, thanks sir. for the call. Thanks for the call, bro. It's like, Hunter, did you just eat a, a, a powdered donut and, like, try to stick it up your nose? What the hell happened? That was, that was nice. We needed a little levity there. Uh, this is Tim Burchett. He is a congressman talking about the uh, the budget, and they're trying to, you know, do this CR thing, and, and they're trying to basically give the uh, government uh, $1.41 trillion for the next uh, 30 days, which amounts to $18 trillion a year. So that's their CR. Give the government even more for the month while they try to dither and create a another budget while they're actually all they're trying to do is distract us and they're going to do the same omnibus bullcrap again they just think that in a month we won't even remember the, um, the packages you described i mean we take in around five trillion dollars a year and conservative estimates say we're probably going to spend seven trillion dollars a year we just pa- passed um, $33 trillion in debt. It's on CNN. We've had these bipartisan blue ribbon committees in the past, ma'am. The reality, ma'am, we've known this day 
September 30th. I mean, it comes around every year. Yep. Yet, what did we do with the month of August? We yeah. went home. We worked from home. We did constituent service back home. I worked probably work harder at home than I do here, but still, <laughs> Welcome we spent to the it. whole month of August at home. We come back in. We said, we'll never do this. We're not going to be like the Democrats. And yet here we are. And here's yeah. what will happen. Yeah. We'll pass a continued resolution. We'll come back in 30 days, pass yep. another continued resolution. Well, and, and then we'll try to pass what's called an omnibus. And this is what gets us in $33 trillion in debt, ma'am. We pass these huge packages. And like Nancy Pelosi said, we got to pass it so we know what's in it. You read down until you find what's in your district, and then you vote for the bill. Well, look, That's why I, we're $32 trillion in the hole. Yeah, I, I think we're damn sick and tired of it. Chris Markowski, the host of the Watchdog on Wall Street radio show and the president of Markowski Investments to talk about the economy, uh, the southern border, and other stuff. Uh, the phone number is 800-922-6680. We started with rage. We go out with Audio Slave. Back in a few, this is the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, Mr. Chris Markowski, the host of The Watchdog on Wall Street, president of our Markowski Investments, and pretty cool dude. Chris, how are you today, man? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, uh, I'm a little upset, at, and I think you probably should be too, uh, Eric Adams uh, essentially calling the people of Staten Island racist because they didn't want a bunch of illegals shipped into an old nursing home and into a giant camp encampment that cost $22,000 a month per illegal as we watch uh, New York descend into chaos with hotels like the Roosevelt being overtaken by homeless, closed or by uh, illegals, uh, closed uh, the restaurants and there and all. What are you? How, how's the mood in New York right now with all of this nonsense? Well, it, it's not good, and I, I'm not. You know, it's hard to, to to look for things where you try to like boycott things. You know, when it's difficult, certain companies, certain companies you can, but uh, you also have the uh, the city council looking to tear down every uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Peter Stuyvesant, every single statue. Uh, down and, and have them removed. And at that point in time, I, I won't go in there again. Uh, I'm just not. I, I can't do it anymore. But, yeah, the overall wow. mood is people are ticked off. I mean, they are. Neighborhoods are being overrun. Uh, hotels are being taken over. I've, you know, I've got uh, uh, people that I know, a lot of friends, whatnot, Upper West Side, Upper East Side. It's not the same. They can't handle it. And, and you know, you, you, they deserve this. And let's be honest. Everybody's patting them. All the good liberals patting themselves on the back, how virtuous they are. Virtue signaling, oh, we're a sanctuary city. Look at how awesome we are. But now that it's smacked them upside the head, they're upset. They don't know what to do with it. And, and Adams, he can't even get a meeting with Biden. There's no money. Oh. That's there. Now they're in the streets. It's a mess. Buddy, I got to tell you, you know, you, you these uh, these left leaning politicians like Eric Adams and uh, and London Breed and all these people, they they've been completely down with Joe Biden and the Democrat Party and the open border and all that. And then when a crisis happens, look what happens to Joe Biden. Eric Adams standing there, hat in hand, looking like a desperate little puppy dog as Joe Biden comes in, has a little dinner, disrupts traffic, promises billions of dollars to the United Nations and the World Bank. And doesn't say a damn thing to Eric Adams. That has got to have some people just going seriously. What the heck? Yeah, I, I, listen. I, I, you know, I lived in the city a long time ago for for about ten years, and I, I was there and I watched the transformation uh, when Rudy Giuliani was mayor of the city, and watched the city, you know, just get you know nicer and nicer and nicer. No go zones, no longer becoming. 
no-go zones and just, you know, how great it was. And to watch it go from, you know, de Blasio and now to Adams, and it's, it's a disaster. It, it really is. I, I can't even recognize certain areas anymore. It's um, to me. It's it's such a sad statement. I'm not from New York. You are. Uh, you know. You're a New York resident, and you are very close to New York. And and I remember when I was a kid. You know, I always looked at New York City as the the great American experiment. It's where Ellis Island was. It's where people came together. New York was celebrated in movies. I remember when I was in high school. You know, you watch Ghostbusters, and there was this pride and community in New York City. They're proud of New York City. There are million, dozens of movies filmed in New York. What you know, and then 9/11 happened, and we knew that 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 love for humanity that there no no racial lines but the the love uh, for humanity uh was there as as 350 firefighters rushed into two buildings uh without even thinking about it without saying you know i think there might be some black people in there many of them knew they were going to die and they did it and then rudy giuliani got them together and here we are here we are 20 years later rudy giuliani is under all sorts of indictments uh he is he is being uh demonized by the press and by by officials and New York City is being overrun. It is almost unbelievable when you think about it, Chris. It really is to not only to New Yorkers but the rest of us. It's just overrun. It's it's just the demise. The business that have left, um, you know, the financial firms that have have left town. Um, you know, my old neighborhood, like the Upper East Side. It just you know you look go right down the the avenues anymore, and there's storefront after storefront that is that is shut down. That's closed when it used to be so electric and, and vibrant. Um, you know, people everywhere. I, I, I go in, I've got to go, you know, i got to go to do Maria Bartiromo's show. And that's 6th Avenue, Fox News. And it's right near Radio City Music Hall, Rockefeller Center. When I get out of the car early in the morning and i got to look and i got to see people shooting up in the streets, that wasn't the case. It, it wasn't the case years ago by any stretch. That would never happen. It was cops walking the beat. It was safe. And you felt safe. You don't anymore. Yeah, you, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Let's just put it that way. What, Chris, what do you what do you think is going to happen? I mean, how far is this going to go before before we're able to turn it around? Uh, you know, I hope I hope we are. It looks like people are beginning to really speak up, but but you got to kind of wonder how bad it's going to get before things get uh, get turned around. I, I, I it's hard to say. I mean, it's, it's almost like the, you know the, the old they, they talk about you know with you know drugs or alcohol you got to hit rock bottom and we yeah. you know think we're going to hit rock bottom and we haven't. I mean, you take a look at you know San Francisco. I mean, every month they're breaking records with people dying of drug overdoses. Now got that that drug crank. It's in New York yeah. and people skin rotting away. Philadelphia, all these urban areas. Uh, listen, I, I don't live there anymore, I know, I know. and it's, it's I know. sad to me, but until the people of those areas decide to, to make a change, it's not going to change. You know, I, 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 had a long, I did a long bit on this this past week. Um, you know, I get you know, phone calls and emails like you do, I'm sure, from places around the country that yeah. are overrun and complaining in California about the government regulations with gig workers or business owners that have fast food places, and they complain and complain and complain. And it, it takes me back to one of my favorite comedians from the 1980s, Sam Kinison. Uh, yes. And he was talking about uh, Africa, and, and you know, at that point in time, all the aid was going there. He says, don't send them food, don't, don't send them money, send them U-Hauls. Tell them to where, move to where the food is. And it's the same yes. thing right now, people. If you live in one of those areas and you can't stand anymore, get yourself a U-Haul and, and move to where they appreciate entrepreneurs and people that cre actually create jobs and are the doers. That's what you have to do. Do it.
You're a money dude, so uh, obviously uh, $33 trillion debt and now Congress, Republican, dithering. They've had months to get to uh, September the 30th, and now they're talking about a government shutdown. Uh, what needs to happen? What do, you, what do you think needs to be to happen with regard to uh, GOP leadership and, uh, and getting through this, uh, this budgetary process? Uh, and and is, a, is a shutdown inevitable? Matt Gates says it is. If it is, it is. I mean, I, quite frankly, I, I, you know, I'm so sick and tired of talking about I'm sure you are as well, <laughs> yes. talking about government shutdowns. Yes. It's all like yes. a big charade to me. It really is. Yeah. I don't know if they're putting on a show for the media anymore. Nothing. Because I don't trust, quite frankly, any of them. Very few. Yeah, I got my Rand Paul. There's, there's a few others out there. But most of them, they, they, they tell you they're, they're interested in cutting spending. But do you take a look right now? Even the proposal by the Republicans, uh, all of the major pork barrel projects are going to Republican districts. They're just as bad. When are the Republicans going to pull back and stop spending so much damn money in Ukraine? I mean, we've we got problems of our own here in this country. $100 billion is not enough. Is this going to be another open checkbook type of a situation? We're going to get into another you know, uh, a war on terror, $8 trillion blown in, in Afghanistan and Iraq for, for what? For nothing? I mean, yeah. it's... it's it's gotten out of control at this it point. Is. It really is. The country is out of control. Yeah. Uh, let me let me play a, an audio soundbite. This is from Rand Paul. Can you just hold on? I want you to listen to this. This is Rand Paul laying down the line with regard to money for Ukraine. With the leadership of the House, the Senate, and the President of the United States on notice. I will not consent to any expedited passage of any spending bill that provides any more American aid to Ukraine. It's as if no one has noticed that we have no extra money to send to Ukraine. Our deficit this year will exceed $1.5 trillion. Wow. Every day this war continues is another spin of the roulette wheel with another chance of it stopping on Armageddon. And we are paying for the privilege. No matter how sympathetic we are to the Ukrainian people, we must put the American people first. Yeah, and it looks and to like, that end... It looks like I, the American people have not been put first. I mean, you look at East Palestine, Ohio, or Lahaina, Maui, and all of this, and, and there's no talk about them. We move right past them, right on to Ukraine. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think... Uh, it, it looks like uh, Zelensky is between a rock and a hard place. He's meeting with McConnell. He's meeting with others, the two leaders of the houses. Uh, but uh, it, it, it looks like the American people are kind of done with this. Did, did he bring along his... Uh transgender American military spokesperson as well. <laughs> did you I mean, see that? Surreal. Did you see that? It, oh. It's absolutely surreal. Listen, I, I love this country and I love our military, but, but I, I don't get any more people. You know, Eisenhower told us to fear the military-industrial complex. You know, yeah. take a look at the track record since, uh, since Eisenhower. It sucks when it comes to our military. Plain and simple. It's become a money laundering operation. You know what just started up again that went out of business in 2017? The Clinton Global Initiative. And what are they doing? They're taking donations and they want to rebuild Ukraine. There's going to be graft. There's going to be theft, just like there was in Afghanistan, just like there was in Iraq. And guess what? We, the taxpayers, are going to pay for it. And you know what? The Ukrainian people are paying for it with their lives. When Hillary Clinton opens her mouth yesterday and says there's no negotiating, that's the problem. There has yes. to be negotiation. You need to end this. We're going to wipe out the entire country, and then all of our oligarchs here in this country are going to rebuild Ukraine. It's sick. Yeah. Listen to this. This is a report from 2001, right after 9-11, from CBS. Listen to this. This is the state of the Pentagon 22 years ago. $2.3 trillion, with a T. That's $8,000 for every man, woman, and child in America. 
To understand how the Pentagon can lose track of trillions, consider the case of one military accountant who tried to find out what happened to a mere 300 million. We know it's gone, but we don't know what they spent it on. Jim Minnery, a former Marine turned whistleblower, is risking his job by speaking out for the first time. Now, that is a report from uh, 2001, and it says that the military, the military, the DOD, had lost $2 trillion. And look at where we are today, Chris. It doesn't look like things have gotten any better. It seems like they've only gotten worse. And, and I would venture to say they've added some uh, new, not military industrial, but certainly uh, disinformation industrial complex, f- big pharma industrial complex, uh, trillions of dollars of our money going to support people in the pipeline in Washington, D.C., while the rest of us suffer. Listen. Um, it, it, whether it be, we, you know, we got the right media, you got the left media here in this yeah. country. For the most part, you also got the, the people that are actually trying to see things for what they are and to be honest. The right and left media, isn't it interesting that they both support this war? And yeah. every single time one comes up that they both support it at the exact same time. I mean, hmm. when you get consensus in the media, then you know what? There's something wrong. There's yeah. something to miss there. And, and that's what we have right now. And then we got, we got all these people. They want to double. There's, there's people taken to the Wall Street Journal this past week want to double our military spending. Where's that money going to come from? We're right now spending almost the same amount of money on our military. We're spending it on interest on our debt. I mean, it's obscene. Yeah, and you know what? I was just reading an article that uh, military barracks around the country are uh, rotting. They are unsafe buildings. We've got, we don't have enough uh, enough uh, ammunition right now. We're sending it to Ukraine. Last year, we heard that the Biden administration was literally steering our recruits and our military to get food stamps. What the hell kind of sense does this make, Chris? No. <laughs> Where's the money going? Where's the money going, man? No, it's, just, I, I, it, it's at this point in time, it's just disgusting. And again, I, you know, we got to choose a little bit wiser. And you take a look at these, this cast of characters that we have there that they parade them on TV all the time. It's the same names and the same faces. You know, I'm doing this ongoing bit on my show. It's called Decision 2024. Is this the best we can do? I mean, <laughs> we've got to do better than this. We've got 330 million people in this country. We create, we build, we've got entrepreneurs. These yeah. are the people that should be running the country, not career bureaucrats. I, I absolutely agree, Chris. I, I want to thank you for joining me today on the show, my friend. Uh, where can people find you on the uh, on social media? Uh, get to uh, actually our website at watchdogonwallstreet.com. The best place you can go to find all of our stuff right there. All right, my brother. It's always good to talk to you. Always good to check in. And uh, I'm, I'm confident in America. I, I think we're going to come together, Chris. But we have so many tribulations to go through right now, so many speed bumps that the government and others are putting in front of us. It's going to be a very bumpy ride, but I think we're going to come out uh, well in the end of it. So uh, God bless you, my brother. Have a glorious week, and we'll talk again soon. You too. Thank you so much. You bet, buddy. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. So uh, we've got all this Merrick Garland audio. <laughs> I promise we, we'll get to it at the top of the next hour. How's that sound? Because I think, you know, the border being overrun and, uh, you know, the budget and all that is, is as or more important than some uh, bureaucrat who needs to drink a glass of water. Uh, Merrick Garland, we'll have all of that coming up here. But in, uh, in, in uh, lovely Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, the new governor, has decided to uh, basically give everybody who has a driver's license the right to vote. If illegal you are, I said, young man. Automatic registration. Here's a car in Pennsylvania. Huh. A driver's license, you see. Well, let you vote illegally, corrupt man. 
They defy the law in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I guess they never saw the Constitution. No. To which they never adhere. So illegals can vote next year. The Democrats love to cheat in PA. The Democrats love to cheat in PA. That's how Fetterman won. Joe Biden, too. If you say so, they'll indict you. The Democrats love to cheat in PA. The Democrats love to cheat. There you go. Nice little version of that. Uh, Cheat in PA. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to being able to uh, register to vote. I want it to be voluntary. If you want to vote, you vote. If you want to vote, you you register. If you don't, screw you. But you know, this is what this is what Democrats want. They want to load the voter rolls with people who will do what they want. You know, I know in Cincinnati years ago we used to talk about they would have literally they would bust people into precincts in Cincinnati and over the Rhine. And they would load them up with gift cards and bags of groceries. And they would give them, literally, a ballot so they could see how to vote for Democrats. That's what the, and that, that's amateur hour compared to what's going on now. I mean, you've got an apparatchik. You've got, a, you've got an apparatus going right now, and they want to double down on it in the next election. So uh, that's, what's, that's what's happening. That's what's happening in the world right now. There's a lot of BS going on. A lot of BS. Oh, the first day of cashless bail in, uh, in uh, Illinois. Delivered absurd and incoherent results. Imagine that. I'm sorry if you live in Illinois and you are not affiliated with the Democrat Party. Because, uh, honestly, uh, I remember when I was was in college, my first plane ride, I was 21 years old. I know, I'm a farm boy from Iowa. And I flew to Chicago, and I, and I just walked along Michigan Avenue, looked up at the buildings, the, the Miracle Mile there, looking at these buildings out of nowhere from the beach to these buildings, and then, you know, going up in the Sears Tower and, and all of this and, and seeing, like, Marv Dyson, the, uh, the GM of WGCI, arrive in the uh, radio seminar I was at wearing a full-length mink coat. And I was like, damn, I want to live in Chicago. And I've been to Chicago many times, tasted Chicago, seen a lot of blues in Chicago, been to Wrigleyville, went, I mean, all over. And now I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move to Chicago. My son wanted to move to Chicago, so don't move to Chicago. Wait till, uh, you know, they've collapsed and they're picking themselves back up again. But, uh, yeah, the new, the new cashless bail, absurd. McHenry County State Attorney Patrick Keneally is concerned. It's called the uh, Accountability, Equity, and Fairness uh, Act, the SAFE Act, when in effect uh, on September the 18th being signed into law. First day of operating under the Safety Act resulted in the absurd and incoherent results many predicted. With people being released who shouldn't be released, this is just like New York. If you think it's going to be better than New York, if you think it's going to be better than L.A., where people get released for nothing, get released without uh, bail, and then go out and murder and rape and all that stuff, that's what's going to happen. Reports on the very first day of no cash bail, a violent offender arrested for attacking four Chicago police officers, sending two of them to the hospital, was immediately released because the Cook County State's Attorney's Office didn't bother to file a motion to seek detaining the accused are problematic. So a woman literally pepper sprayed four police officers, was arrested, and this was on the Mexican uh, Independence Day festivities, was released. So there you go. There you go. Got a couple of nice notes here I want to read real quick from you guys. And if you'd like to write me, you can write me at Carson at Newsmax.com. Carson at Newsmax.com. New listener here recently found Newsmax. Love the way y'all sound like you're talking to real people. Don't sound canned, scripted like others. Love your show, how you relate to the rest of us. Jim Gossett deserves an Oscar. Well, actually, he deserves a Grammy because that's the audio version. 
Uh, slaving 16 hours a day for a nonsense wage supporting the wet dreams of Democrats and, and Republicans. This is from Robert. I see my tax fall under Trump to the lowest it's been since the 90s. My Fed tax was a buck 68 every two weeks. When Joe Biden took office, went up to $270 every two weeks. I'm 55. I'd like to retire someday instead of working all these hours seven days a week just to keep above water. This is why that song by Oliver, uh, the, the, the guy, uh, Rich Men North of Richmond, became so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break and come back. We've got much more on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Yes, we are the uh, funniest show on radio, but there are days. There are days you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this because things are so freaking messed up right now in our country. And they are. And we've got a southern border, and it is being abused, and massive numbers of people are flowing across the southern border, 70%. Of them are military-age males, and uh, there's no doubt about it that something is happening here. Uh, What it is ain't exactly clear, but we need to be a little worried about it. In fact, we need to be a lot worried about it. So uh, that's going on. Um, You know, there's there's just a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of madness happening in our country. Our, Our country has descended into something that we never imagined. And and I told I remember in in 2020 I said, guys, things are going to get really weird this year. Things are going to get really weird. And then the summer of 2020 happened, and I went, okay, well, 2020 happened because it was 2020. That was one of the expressions that I came up with. I said, 2020 happened. It was 2020 because it was 2020. Now, what does that mean? It means all the chaos, all the madness, all the things that didn't make any sense at all, the the sacking and burning of American cities to the tune of $2 trillion, 29 people murdered, hundreds of police officers injured, St. John's Historic Church, they tried to burn it down. Uh, Donald Trump and his uh, family had to go in the nuclear bunker. The FBI, the DOJ, nothing about that. Nobody in custody. As I heard last night, Mark Levin talking about it, he says, why don't you remember that day? Why do, you, why do you remember that day? Why do you only remember January the 6th? And I said on January the 7th, it mirrored what happened at the Reichstag, except for they didn't have to burn down the building, the Capitol. We have the only, uh, the only uh, insurrection to overthrow our government, uh, the only insurrection to overthrow a government in human history where the people who went into the uh, the capital to overthrow the government were unarmed and were let in and didn't cause any damage inside the building. So, you know, you choose to watch what you believe. You choose what you want to believe. But I would say the, uh, the uh, evidence proves overwhelmingly something was up. Somebody got set up. 
Somebody got set up, and the, and the federal government is punishing some people while letting others, uh, you know, g- destroy, do whatever they want. Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Why isn't Black Lives Matter right now in court? Why aren't they being sued? Why aren't, why aren't they being pursued for fraudulently taking $90 million in money and spending nothing on the people they were supposed to help? You just ended up buying a bunch of mansions in Canada, in California, enriching a lot of people. It's really uh, pretty, pretty remarkable. But nobody's, uh, nobody's investigating that. Nobody is. Because there's without a doubt our, our Attorney General and our Justice Department has been weaponized against certain people. Uh, Donald Trump, MAGA Republicans, as I played last hour, Joe Biden standing in front of Independence Hall, calling MAGA Republicans fascist, saying that he will do whatever it takes to prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. That's election interference. And then when you combine it with four indictments, then when you combine it with the the FBI going after parents who protested CRT, then when you uh, look at the federal government going after uh, one man who was pushed by uh, an angry uh, pro-abortion protester, his son was picking on, he was picking on the man's son and the the, uh, pro-lifer who's literally 40 yards from the front of an abortion clinic, uh, pushes the man, says away, and and he gets raided, the good guy gets raided at home with 20 armed agents. I mean, honestly, I can go on and on. I got these things all day. I got them all day long. Thousand people tracked on Capitol Hill. Some people arrested for just using the bathroom in the Capitol. People in their 60s and 70s going to jail for months, having their lives completely ruined. Because they went to see Donald Trump speak. They all went to the Capitol peacefully, and some flash grenades started getting thrown into the audience, and doors got to be opened, and a lot of people were embedded in the crowd. Trump supporters don't wear black flak helmets and carry grappling hooks or bear spray. They just don't. You know who does? Antifa. So anyway, yesterday... Um, uh, Merrick Garland was speaking in front of uh, of uh, Congress and uh, was asked was asked about, for instance, um, he said, "You are the head of the DOJ. You are the AG. Uh, you work with the FBI. Uh, just tell us how many, because there's debate about how many uh, paid undercover informants were at the Capitol on January the sixth. Now, according to uh, a report in the New York Post, uh, the FBI lost track of the large number of paid undercover informants it had in the uh, U.S. Capitol on January the 6th. Former assistant director in charge of the FBI's Washington field office, Steve Dontuno, recently testified to the House Judiciary Committee that the agency had put out a poll to determine how many confidential sources were at the Capitol protest. In a letter Tuesday to Christopher Ray of the FBI, Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan expressed concerns about how the Bureau handles and screens its paid undercover informants. Think about this Stephen D'Antonio. He's a guy who infiltrated a group of people in Wisconsin, and, uh, or, or no, in, uh, in uh, Michigan, and supposedly were going to kidnap the governor. But it turns out they were all exonerated because the FBI pushed him into it and entrapped him. And that guy who was in front of it, Stephen D'Antuano, he was in charge of the Capitol. Isn't that weird? It's just kind of weird. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe Michigan was maybe a trial run. I'm just thinking out loud here. Just thinking out loud. Here's Thomas Massey asking uh, Merrick Garland about how many FBI assets were in the crowd on January the 6th. He was asked a couple years ago by the same guy and had no answer. Let's see if he did better this time. If I can get it to play. Hold on one second here. I got to get it to play. Hold on one second here. All right. Let me get this. Let me grab. Uh, let me go grab over here and. Uh, 
go to another source because uh, we have an issue with the computer playing the audio. So let me go with VidClip 2, Thomas Massey, if I can get it. Here it is. This is um, uh, Thomas Massey. I got it. Hold on one second. My computer is being freaky right now. He'd be uh, very, very freaky right now. Um, let's try this one right here. This is uh, Merrick Garland uh, talking about January the 6th and Greg Kelly last night on Newsmax. Our job is to pursue justice without fear or favor. Our job is not to do what is politically convenient. And it includes protecting democratic institutions like this one by holding accountable all those criminally responsible for the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The attack that closed down the Capitol for three and a half hours, they cleaned it up and they were back in business. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that happened. It's uh, it's kind of strange. This is the sound clip I was talking about. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our con- With Thomas Massey. constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago. Yes. Uh-huh. When I said, how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol? Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none. I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've ha- I don't know whether there are You are so full of crap, your eyes are brown. Any. I think you may wow. have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. Unreal. I what I said the You've- last time. You've Unreal. had two years to Damn. find out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying, go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. Nope. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And I remember this This came out last year because I, I said, I, I'm like, why, why was it such a big deal? Why did the media, the day after January the 6th, say that $100 million worth of damage had been caused in the, in, the, in the building? They did. They were saying it. Joe Scarborough said it. $100 million worth of damage inside the building, and no damage was done. And then, like, 16,000 hours of videotape just, you know, completely covered up. It's completely covered up. And I was like, there's something, there's something going on here. We're not being told the truth. And then, uh, then I heard this. Listen September this. 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Newsflash. Whoop. Nobody gives a f*** about it. We all admit that shit was pretty dumb, but that's about it. When we saw the news, we were shocked and we were kind of tense. Like, damn. Then we forgot about it by the 10th. Nobody's walking around stressing over Jan 6. It happened and that was it. We haven't gave a damn sense. It's all good when riots are kept in the hood, but now you're freaking ah. out because this was in the neck of your wood. There you now go. it's a big deal. Now it gets real. Now it's important to us. Not back then in 2020 when stores were boarded up. Not back then when goods were looted and folks were brutalized. Not then. But right now, because it happened to the suit and tie. Boom. Huh. That shit's way above my head. We were up all year with demonstrations that instead. But people like Nancy didn't flinch. In fact, they loved it then. People will do what they do. Think that what you said? Yep. 
There's literally compilation videos of you and all your colleagues inciting this kind of crap. So it's very fascinating to watch you swallow your words. You put your own foot in your mouth and now you're forced to dial it back. It's fine when you encourage it in my town and his town and her town when the yeah. whole city's being burnt down. You smile as you give the green light for mobs to rob. But as soon as it comes close to you, then it's a problem. Got it. Yeah, got it. That was that was like a year ago when I found that. I'm like, hey, this guy, this guy gets it, man. Even the guys in the hood get it. They get it. They know what's going on. Uh, Stephen's son used to be the uh, police chief of the Capitol, and uh, he was never invited to uh, to uh, testify in front of the January 6th kangaroo court. Did you know that? He's the head of the uh, Capitol security. He was fired by Nancy Pelosi for not doing her job, even though she didn't do her job. Uh, here, he did a little interview with Tucker Carlson, and here's what uh, he had to say about January the 6th versus all the other things that he was tasked to do as law enforcement in Washington, D.C. during his illustrious 30-plus year career. I've, I've done many national special security events, and this was handled differently. No, you know, the intelligence, no jib, no coordination, no uh, discussion in advance. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they wanted it to be watered down, the intelligence to be watered down. It's kind of weird. It, it is kind of weird that that happened, that there was just nothing there, that Nancy Pelosi turned down the National Guard, uh, you know, that uh, uh, that Stephen Sutton knew nothing about anything that day. He was completely left in the dark until that day. And remember when I told you about this uh, this guy, Stephen D'Antuano? Listen to what uh, Stephen's son had to say about this guy. So this is what we know um, for a fact. And I'll tell you, um, I'm not the only chief that was in the dark. You, you look at Robert Conti, head of the largest police department in Washington, D.C. He also said the same thing. He wasn't getting the same notifications like the mm. Norfolk memo that Weird. came out the day before. He didn't get it. So Steve D'Antuano, who's the Washington field office, um, uh, FBI. FBI director, you look at the GAO report that came out February of this year. It talks about um, multiple emails. Is the GAO report, or the, uh, maybe, uh, no, it's a Senate report that just came out um, in July, just last month. Talks about multiple emails going to Steve D'Antuano on Sunday, uh -huh. Monday, uh, and some probably Tuesday, just the days before, talking about the violence that they're predicting coming up to the Capitol. And I have a video call with him on that Tuesday, and nothing said about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they knew that was coming, but nobody told Stephen Sund about it, and they left him hanging. They left all the Capitol police officers hanging. Here is uh, Stephen Sund talking about who denied the support, and it wasn't just Nancy Pelosi. Oh, you better listen to this. This is a good one. That requires me to go and get approval for bringing in National Guard or fe federal assistance in advance. I have to go to the Capitol Police Board and get approval from congressional leadership in advance, like I did on January third. I'm denied huh. twice. Tonight, January third. Optics and because the intelligence didn't support it. So think about that. Huh. Let me ask you the question: Who made that decision? Who denied you? Uh, I was denied by Paul Irving, House Sergeant Arms, uh, and also Mike Stinger, uh, Senate Sergeant Arms. And who do they on work? January third? Who do they work for? Uh, it would have been uh, working for Pelosi on the House side. That Pelosi was the number one boss. And then uh, McConnell on the Senate. Whoa, 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 what, what, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. There were two people that denied uh, any sort of uh, assistance for the National Guard? Nancy Pelosi and who? I would have been uh, working for Pelosi on the House side. That Pelosi was the number one boss. And then uh, McConnell on the Senate side. Well, that's kind of interesting. But you know what? Uh, they could see the National Guard from the Capitol, and they were told to stand down. When did the National Guard finally arrive on January the 6th? Do you know when the National Guard finally arrived? 6 p.m. Huh, 6 p.m. they're sworn in on post. Do you know those National Guard, the 150 to 180 that are within eyesight of the Capitol? You know weird. what they do with them? They put them in vehicles, drive them around the Capitol back to the D.C. Armory. You know where the D.C. Armory is. Oh, it's far away, yeah. Wa Washington, uh, yes. White House is on one side, United States Capitol, D.C. Armory, almost equidistant on the other RFK side. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. RFK Stadium. They drive them back then, and they send me in the evening trips. 
Not real. Can you freaking believe it? No, that's real. <laughs> that's real. And you know what else they do? While I'm begging for assistance, the Pentagon sending resources to generals' houses to protect their homes, but not me. Yeah, kind of left them out hanging out to dry. Uh, a little bit more on this. Also, your phone calls, moron. Yeah, moron. Yeah, that's who's running the country. Uh, 800-922-6680. William, you will be next in Baltimore. This is The Rob Carson Show. Oh, I need a little Led Zeppelin today. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to William in Baltimore. He'd like to talk a little bit about the uh, southern border. William, welcome to the show, man. What's on your mind today? Uh, welcome, Rob. Thank you for letting me chime in. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. You know, you're a millennial, right? Or a Gen Z? I'm a Gen Z. I'm a Gen Xer, yeah. Yeah, all right, good. All right. You know, remember um, Wolverine movies uh, like... Um, yeah. Patrick Swayze. Of course. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that movie. Wolverines! You know, everybody knows that movie. All right, and then the new one that came out, too. I didn't even bother with that. (laughs) Yeah, but it's pretty good, too, because when you put the pieces of puzzle together, Hollywood will always let you know what's coming ahead in the near future, right? Yeah, you kind of wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah, You got these these young guys coming in that are military, and they've been trained by the Communist Party and everything else. So, what yeah, do you I'm, I, But I, I don't know. I don't know what sort of organization. All I know is that the uh, uh, the southern border is being overrun uh, intentionally. It's it's not because, uh, you know, the tired, the poor, and the hungry. It's certainly not the idiotic climate change bullcrap. It is policy. It's going on in countries around the world. It's already been done in places like France, where they literally have no-go neighborhoods where radical uh, Islamists live. Uh, and this is, about, this is about wrecking the country. And i got to tell you, William, I think Americans are done with it. They see right through it. Uh, you know, and a lot of suffering is happening and will continue to happen. But I one thing that has to stop is the damn border has to be shut down. And as I said, it's going to have to be some of these governors like Greg Abbott, now that Pat Paxton is no longer being impeached and he was exonerated as Texas AG, maybe he can do something. But right. but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, we got to do something because right now our federal government is acting against the, the wishes and the will and the safety and sovereignty of the American people. That means our federal government... This iteration is is not our friend right now. Uh, William, would you say anything else? I'd say our government is communist and been infiltrated like Khrushchev said back in the days. We will destroy our own self in our own walls by the professors of education and everything else. Yeah. Well, we just have to be, you know, we have to be aware of this. Uh, we have to know that <clears throat> the uh, the federal government and Joe Biden are going to throw everything at us in the next year and a half. I told you that uh, they will go to war uh, to keep Donald Trump from becoming the president. So I, I don't, you know, I don't want a war, certainly not at all. But I'm just saying that you and me have got to get in touch with our congressional representative. And we've got to say... In, I know, but you know what? We got to do what we can with the good people we do, like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and others. And we've got to fight the fight. We can't lose this. We cannot lose this. This is it, William. This yeah. is it, and if it should be very lose, obvious to everybody. If we do lose it, it's going to be a revolution. And we're not going to lose it. We're not going to lose it, William. I appreciate it, bro. God bless. Just hang in there. I, I know that good is going to win. I know. But every day, the world's going to, it's just upside down. It's upside down. 
I mean, everything, everything from, you know, dividing our kids because of race to this transgendered nonsense, which came out of nowhere, these attacks on women, all of these things, I guess, to distract us, the destruction of 2020, the restrictions on freedom of speech that still are in place, by the way, still are in place. The, the government is still in touch with uh, different social media networks to shut people down. Candace Owens taken down. Tucker Carlson fired from Fox. Uh, you got Dan Bongino off Fox. He was on uh, Newsmax last night. And, and clearly there's something going on. Uh, and we've got to just be aware. All I'm going to say is right now you've got to be aware. I'm going to give you everything you need right here. Do your own research, but realize that something's going on, that there are enemies of our country. Country who are actively trying to take apart our country and the American people are ready to defend her black white green red whatever color whatever race whatever creed we will we will all right a little bit more from uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill also uh, Rudy Giuliani defends himself against some specious allegations that's coming up on the Rob Carson show I'm talking a lot about uh, being ready for whatever because uh, things in America are not not anywhere near normal. They never should be. And it's clearly uh, we're under attack from the southern border when you're allowing tens of thousands now uh, military-age males to come on uh, a rail car through the Darien Gap, walking uh, by the tens of thousands, by the millions from places like Bangladesh and Africa and China. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. Stop it. Now. Or every good old boy in the country who's ever been uh, in the military or the police, black, white, or whatnot, should go to the uh, southern border and be deputized. Because this is nonsense. This is your government destroying the one thing that it is supposed to do. They are supposed to guarantee our sovereignty. That's it. We live in a cruel world. We are a country for a reason. We are the greatest beacon of individual and in uh, and, and economic liberty in the history of mankind. A lot of people hate us, and unfortunately, a lot of those people are coming across the southern border, and a lot of those people are in our government trying to tear down our country. Oh, but, uh, you know, we got a $33 trillion debt for the first time in history. Other than that, nothing. We're careening toward the shutdown in 11 days. And uh, people have spent all their money. They're, they're using credit cards to pay the bills. They're working two or three jobs. We don't know what the heck's going to happen with the banking system. I know a lot of bank branches around the country are closing down by the hundreds. Commerce, among others. Uh, Wells Fargo, two major bank collapses earlier this year. Don't you think maybe you ought to be ready for something? I don't know, maybe precious metals. You could take a little money, put it in gold and silver. Probably not a bad idea to do it right now. Start having the conversation. That's why I partnered with Swiss America. That's why you should. They got an A-plus rating for the BBB. They can educate you on protecting your assets today. You can also read their secret war on cash, which is what's going on in the country. They're going to try to centralize the currency, take away your dollars. You know That way they can use a social credit score or whatever to decide what you can spend your money on or just take your money away from you. You think that's, that's far out? Are you kidding me? 8,000 people a day coming across the border? Is that far out? I mean, cities like New York City collapsing, going to go bankrupt, 
crime in America's cities through the ceiling, insanity, smash and grab robberies. You think this is all normal? So you might consider getting the secret war on cash from, uh, from uh, Swiss America. Here's a number. I want you to write this number down. If you get some time, call today because I think you owe it to yourself to do it. It's uh, 800-289-2646, okay? 800-289-2646. Just call or text to make sure to include my name, Rob Carson. Get the all-out war on cash. Digital forms of currency, too. It's growing daily. Get and read the secret war on cash. Again, just mention Rob Carson when you call or text. 800-289-2646. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates do apply. All right. Um... Before we go to calls, um, John Fetterman is not wearing a suit and tie. This has never been done in uh, American history. There's always been a decorum in the Senate, and for some reason, Chuck Schumer has decided this fat slob, this loser from hell, should be the one to change this. And so they let this jackweed sit at the uh, in the front of the uh, of the Senate yesterday, wearing something you'd wear if you worked at a gas station. Nothing against you guys working at gas stations, but that's it. And uh, Chuck Schumer's decision to relax the upper chamber's dress code has run into much dissent. Lawmakers saying there is no place for hoodies and shorts. I agree. And I'll explain what this is after this little number from Jim Gossett. I knew a man, John Fetterman, who likes to dress in worn-out clothes. Will he wear a hoodie on the Senate floor? He looks like an idiot. Nobody knows. You see his mustache? Dear Lord. He won't wear a tie. Can't tie a tie. Yes, he dresses like a bum. You should hear what he said about the rest of the people who don't like him wearing that. Schumer ignored Senate decency. Schumer decency. Throughout the dress code. Gym shorts and ratty tennis shoes. That's the Fetterman mode. This is an old fashioned. Speaking's a strange. It's common sense. Cause he has no brain. Someone beg him, resign, please. Please. Come on now. Mr. John Fetterman. Nice finish. Mr. John Fetterman. Go away. So, uh, this, uh, uh, let's see here. The Senate is a place of honor and tradition, and the Senate floor is where we conduct the business of the American people. Like a letter sent to uh, to uh, Chuck Schumer. It is uh, where we debate the policies which impact every American family when necessary. It is where we must make the gravest decision imaginable, whether to send our fellow Americans into battle to defend the freedoms we hold dear. The world watches us on that floor, and we must protect the sanctity of that at all costs. Yeah, signing the letter were 46 Republican senators, including uh, Mike Braun of Indiana, Josh Hawley of Missouri. I very much disagree with Senator Schumer's unilateral change to the dress code. And I said last night, I said he's not a groundbreaker. He's not a precedent setter. 
He is the first senator to ever intentionally break the Senate House dress code. And now we have Chuck Schumer who is saying, okay, eliminate the dress code. This is simply insubordinate. And until he changes, someone should be appointed by the state of Pennsylvania to assume his role in the meantime. 1,000%. Sorry, this is one of the rules of the Senate. You break the rule, you don't serve. Go home and change your clothes. They do this at Walmart. You come in not wearing your blue, your blue vest, wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, they'll say, go home. That should happen to John Fetterman. Oh, here's a, a, a Senator Flubbity Flub yesterday talking to UAW members. Of course, he, uh, he can't talk because he had a massive stroke. And he shouldn't be in office. But here he is yesterday trying to relate to, uh, to UAW members, you know, because he's trying to look down with them, you know. Even though he's never worked a bloody day in his life. He's never had his hands dirty. He's a, he's a Gen X uh, liberal uh, uh, basement dwelling uh, spoiled brat who's never done anything in his life. He, he was a mayor of a crappy little town in Pennsylvania that he destroyed. And here he is yesterday trying to, trying to relate with the UAW workers. This is laughable. So the, the CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, you know to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. Unbelievable. It's just stupid. Screw him. Throw him out. Throw him out. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Let's go to Scott in Catonsville. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Yeah, Rob. Um, you and me and, and all those hard-working slobs, we're, we're paying all the tax money to have these Border Patrol agents, and they're on our tax-paying dollar, if I recall. I mean, maybe I'm illusion, you know, some illusion or something. But if you watch some of these videos, you will see the Latino Border Patrol agents that you're paying for and I'm paying for are pulling down the fences, opening up the gates. Well, Scott, it is it? Now, Scott, Scott, let me hand you off here, bro. Scott, okay, bring him down. Bring him down. If he's not going to let me talk, it's not Latino border agents. It's not Latino border agents, okay? Latinos in this country, and, you know, Scott, you'll just have to call back tomorrow. Uh, it's not Latino. There's nothing about Latinos. This is government policy dictated by Joe Biden against the will of the Border Patrol agents. Okay, this is not about Latino border agents. I'm going to head you off in the pass right there. This is about a broken president, a broken administration, and an attempt to take down the country. And those border agents who are forced to do all of this are heartbroken by it. They are heartbroken by it. Every single day, they are wrecked by it. They hate Alejandro Mayorkas. That's why he never goes down there. That's never why he's greeted down there. That's why Joe Biden hasn't been down there. That's why Kamala Harris hasn't been down there. It's not because the border agents were Latino. That's bullcrap. End that now. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Uh, it's not about Latino. It's about uh, having to do this because the, the president of the United States is forcing you to do it and, and watching your country disintegrate before you while you can't do anything as a law enforcement agent. That's it. That is all. I want to go to uh, Thomas Massey yesterday. One of the outrageous lies yesterday was that the, uh, the uh, AG of the United States did not know anything anything about who was in the cap well actually no let's not do that he did not know anything let's go to this one right here let's go to yeah yeah here this is this is mike johnson a republican asking uh, merrick garland uh about the biggest case that the fbi has been handling the last oh, i don't know five years which is hunter biden 
All right. Uh, and, and suddenly yesterday, Merrick Garland, the AG of the United States, did not uh, know anything about it. It is absolutely uh, remarkable. Let me go ahead and uh, grab it over here real quick because, again, my computer's being a little bit weird. Uh, 35. Um, this is just one of the many. Yeah, here it is. Mike Johnson and Merrick Garland yesterday. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh. He's the AG, the Attorney General of the United States. Uh, he is the head of the, uh, the, uh, uh, the police. He is the head of law enforcement in the country. And he doesn't know any, he hasn't been in touch with anybody at the FBI about the, the president's son. Uh. I don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI yeah. works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't, recollect, you don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. Wow. He, he just thinks we're kind of stupid, doesn't he? It is uh, remarkable. Uh, Jesse Waters last night immediately jumped on and said, hey, yeah, we got to impeach this guy. When asked if he talked to the FBI about Hunter Biden, he basically pled the fifth. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? I don't, re- I don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question. Oh, I don't recollect. You don't recollect whether you talked to the FBI about investigating your boss's son? <laughs> now, if I was investigating my boss's son, yeah. I think I remember a conversation like that. You'd think. When my boss's son comes into the room, I'm pretty polite. We shake hands. I ask him how he's doing. Perhaps I tell a joke. But if my boss's son was about to go to prison and I was in charge of putting him in prison and what I did was going to determine whether my boss would go to prison, I think I'd recall. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that he didn't know anything about was the FBI literally multiple field offices saying they were going to go after traditional Catholics. Because, you know, they're, they're violent extremists. I mean, of course, you know, we've all been called, everybody in the country has been called a violent extremist. Everybody's a white supremacist and all that, right? And here's Garland. Uh, he's, he's absolutely offended that we would think that he, because you know, he did this screed on being Jewish and his grandmother being in the Holocaust and all that. And, and that we're supposed to, you know, suddenly, I guess, lay off him. And, and suddenly this is, why would I go after Catholics? I'm Jewish, for God's sake. Well, that didn't work out so well. You'll hear uh, this uh, testimony. Then Jeff Van Drew, uh, the guy who asked the question, uh, talking to Carl Higby on Newsmax. The idea that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous. You put the government first, Jackweed. It's so absurd. Mr. Attorney General, it was your FBI that did this. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? I think that... Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? Everything in that memo is Are they extremists or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Flicks are not extremists. Congressman, sure. was he crying because you asked him such a tough question? In all honesty, I think he thinks a lot of himself. These are questions that are reasonable. I didn't invent these questions out of thin air. We know for fact. We have the emails. This is not open to any question. They, In fact, the FBI director apologized for this. We know for a fact that they were sending emails about how they were going to go into traditional Roman Catholic churches. You know what we haven't got a hold true. of yet? I think there were lists of churches. And we don't have proof of 
of it, but I think there are other churches, including maybe traditional synagogues. God only knows. Yeah, here, give me an example. Justice Department convicted numbers of uh, pro-life activists, including two women in their 70s, as part of a conspiracy to stop Americans from getting abortions. Federal jury convicted three defendants of uh, offenses in two-count in, in, uh, indictment, charging them with federal civil rights offenses in connection with an October 22, 2020 invasion of a reproductive health clinic in Washington, D.C. Gene Marshall is 73. Uh, Joan Bell is 74. They're convicted of a felony conspiracy against rights and the FACE Act, which, uh, by the way, uh, Chip Roy is trying to get uh, rejected. So they went after two elderly women uh, while uh, uh, protesters went into Kevin McCarthy's office the other day and wouldn't leave, and they're not going to face anything. It's kind of remarkable, isn't it? All right, let's take a break and come back. One more break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. I don't want to hear any more Merrick Garland today. I'm kind of done with him. He's a piece of crap. Needs to be impeached. Needs to go to jail. I hope he's uh, frog-marched when Donald Trump becomes the president. You can't say that! Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. You betcha. Donald Trump's the guy who's saying we're going imp- to deport everybody. Everybody who's coming to the country illegally, the largest deportation in the history of the uh, country. Uh, and God help us uh, if the country doesn't collapse before that. But we're not going to let it happen, are we? Are we? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is being accused of uh, groping Cassidy Hutchinson on January the 6th. She was very busy. She was very busy on January the 6th. And she says that, uh, uh, well, she's got a new book coming out. I don't know if you knew this. she got a new book coming out. And uh, she says that, uh, listen to this, alleges that 79-year-old Giuliani, Giuliani put his hand under her blazer, then my skirt, and was like, quote, a wolf uh, closing in on his prey. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. She describes feeling his frozen fingers trail up my thigh. Uh, okay, sure. Here is uh, here is Rudy Giuliani last night on uh, Eric Bowling's show addressing it. False. Totally absurd. She claims that I groped her in a tent on January 6th where all the people went in yeah, and were right. very, very uh, cold as a result of the president's speech, etc. I'm going to grope somebody <laughs> with 100 people. I'm, first, I'm not going to grope somebody at all. No, no, and number no. two, in front of like 100 people. Plus, that day, I had extra security. There's and that. I had my entire staff around me virtually all day. So there would have been no occasion for this to happen. Yeah. It's completely absurd. It's as crazy as her statement that the president jumped over the, I guess, jumped over the the seat and took over the car. Yeah, that was uh, Cassidy Hutchins. He said that uh, that uh, Donald Trump uh, reached over the partition in the beast and uh, and uh, grabbed the wheel, telling the secret security agents, secret service agents, to go back to the Capitol on January the 6th. So uh, just right now off the top of my head, knowing her track record, knowing who she is, knowing the fact that she's pushing a book and she's using things like, like a wolf closing in on his prey, and she's 27 years old, all combined to me to say uh, she's a money-grubbing little, uh, you know, lying piece of crap. That's what I think anyway. That's just my gut, though. Just telling you. That's just my gut. So there is, uh, there is that, but uh, that's it. Uh, a couple of things we're going to have to leave on the table today. Um, and, and we'll get to them tomorrow. I, I did get a chance to watch a good amount of the Tucker Carlson interview with Kim Paxton. 
Ken Baxton is the AG of the state of Texas, and he was um, he began investigating Joe Biden. He had 20, 46 suits, I guess, against uh, Joe Biden's inquiries, and suddenly the Texas GOP decided to impeach him. No evidence at all. He was exonerated on 16 charges, and he's back, and uh, it's not going to be pretty for the people who did this to him in Texas, for the rhinos, for the Carl Rove bushies in Texas. This is going to be really big and really ugly, and I would ask you to say a prayer for Ken Paxton. Uh, Ken Paxton is a good and decent man. I've texted him a couple times. We're going to try and get him on. Right now, he's under wraps. They're trying to, you know, uh, but we hope to get him on. Say a prayer for Ken Paxton in the state of Texas, because I think Mr. Paxton... Uh, is going to take the gloves off and, and get things right and maybe help with the southern border, at least in that state. All right, let's take a break, come back, wrap things up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Uh, listen to the first hour of the show if you missed it. Share it on the podcast about the invasion from Mexico. It's a very powerful hour with a lot of your great comments. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Have a glorious day. Be strong for America. God bless you. And until tomorrow, for God's sake, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.